Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the We Grew Up Now What podcast. I have a very special guest here with me today. Her name is Lindsay, and I'm going to let her talk a little bit about what she does. So tell us about um, what you're doing. Hi, Madeline. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm Lindsay Davis. I am the founder of The Park Consulting, and at The Park, I help moms and women and all different types of parents navigate parental leave because I know how confusing it is. And I went through two leaves myself. I have two small daughters and um, it was so confusing. And I felt like I couldn't be the only person going through this as I transitioned from this like into this new role as a working mom. Mm -hmm. And parental leave has like such an impact. And so I started the park to help other parents navigate it. And so they don't have to go through what I did. Yeah, that actually sounds extremely similar to why I do what I do with the whole college and career coaching. So it's kind of like, we kind of mirror each other different topics, but we, you know, came into this business because of our own experiences. And we want to help people avoid what we had to go through. So exactly. (laughs) We had spoken a little bit before, um, talking about what to look for, um, f- when you're looking for a job, what type of benefits to look for something that I think not a whole lot of us young adults, students are thinking about our benefits and what our, what kind of benefits our jobs should have. So tell me a little bit about if we are considering being parents in the future, maybe not now, how it's important to still consider, what benefits our job will offer us later. Yeah, that's a really good place to start because when you're looking at your parental leave benefits, if your employer doesn't offer something and you don't live in a state that offers something, you have nothing. Like there are no benefits to navigate. So the first thing to figure out is what does my employer offers? And if you're on the job hunt for your first job or maybe even your second job after college. And you might not even have, you know, having kids in the forefront of your future. It's still something that you should be thinking about because what happens if you do get pregnant or like, what if you decide to stay at your job for five years? And then five years later, that's when you decide that you want to have kids. You don't want to be in the position where you have to change jobs because you don't have any benefits or, you don't have any benefits. So (laughs) there's so many things that you should look for when you're, when your job searching parental leave is like, you know, the one that stands out the most for me. And you want to look for benefit, a parental leave benefit that goes beyond what the federal government offers, which is 12 weeks of unpaid leave. You want to look for paid leave. So look for benefits like paid leave, also things like backup emergency child care or um, a lot of companies offer uh, milk stork, which is when you're traveling for work, they ship back your breast milk so you don't have to lug it through the airport and you know go through all of the trials and tribulations of going through TSA with milk yeah. on you. <laughs> um, 
And, and there's like so many things. And when you look at them all encompassing, it really tells you a lot about the culture of a company. So it's not necessarily that you're just looking at these benefits so you can cash in, but you learn a lot about how they, how the company approaches people that work for them that are also parents in general and just how family friendly they are. And I don't know, even if I was never thinking about having a family or if even if that wasn't like anywhere in my future, I would still want to work for a company that was empathetic towards people, especially parents. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're already teaching me a lot, even though I work for myself now, that would have been (laughs) useful information for me to have before, because quite honestly, I didn't really ask my employer about benefits in general. Um, I just kind of assumed, I guess, from what I've been taught growing up, especially in North Carolina, I just assumed everybody didn't get paid leave at all. We all just had to kind of bite the bullet and take our time off, do what we had to do and miss out on that payment, I guess. So I didn't know about, well, like you said, the different states that actually offer you paid leave. Um, or any other benefits like that. And I didn't know what all benefits were out there. I've been hearing you talk a lot lately about that breast milk shipment. So I was introduced to a whole new world of um, possibilities because with the career that I was in, it was in healthcare. We don't really travel for our jobs unless we're specifically a traveling person. Um, so that there's just so many things that you have brought to my attention and allowed me to consider that I would have never thought of before. And I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat as me. They, you know, they finish their high school or their college degree and the next step for them is getting a job and they are just worried about how much they're paying. And that's pretty much all people think about. I, I, when I got hired, I didn't ask anything about the benefits. So that could have uh, come back to bite me in the future had I needed paid leave and they didn't offer it. So I definitely think, especially for women, um, that's a really important thing too. So yeah, I really, really love. <laughs> There's a whole do. lot more than that goes into your total comp package than just the salary number. Like we're yes. like when we graduate, we're all so I mean, I was like mm-hmm. so concerned with how much I was going to make. And I didn't think about, OK, well, OK, so the main benefit that we all think about is health insurance. Mm-hmm. Some companies pay fully for your health insurance premiums. Some companies don't. That can be a huge impact on how much money you're taking home monthly. So even just beyond parental leave and family-friendly benefits, like ask what your health insurance options are. If you're going to be paying, you know, three, $400 out of pocket because that's what the health insurance benefit they offer, that's a whole lot different than if they cover it 100% and you're paying zero out of pocket per mm-hmm. month that's a huge bump yes. in your salary. And you, we don't even think about that because we're like, we're just so concerned with that annual yeah. salary or that hourly rate that we're going for. Yeah. And I, another thing I feel like um, is a common misconception is when you hear a job is going to offer you health insurance, you're like, cool, but you don't realize it's coming out of your paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, these are all important things, especially for the younger people to consider because I didn't consider it. And something I say a lot 
even just about the job search in general is you don't know the types of benefits or what you want out of a job sometimes until you get there and you work it. But I think that's both of our missions here is to let people know you don't have to go through what I did. We're trying to tell you what is going on. Um, exactly. So yeah. You can yeah. prepare ahead of time. You can, yes. <laughs> you can know that if they have a ping pong table in the office, like, yes, that's cool, but maybe they're hiding something <laughs> else. Like they're not providing like very good health insurance, but they have a ping pong table in the break room. Like, <laughs> like yes. Yeah, I don't know. And you, that's a, that's a common joke um, in the healthcare field. I don't know about if it's anywhere else, but a common joke in the healthcare field is for employee appreciation. They can't offer you a raise. They can't offer you a bonus, but here's a pizza party. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all your hard work. I see a lot of memes about that lately. Like people are, are in a conference room talking about like how they can improve their employee engagement. And they're like, pizza parties. Yay. And then they're like raising their salaries. And then like the room goes silent, but like, that's what people want. Yes. But, but they're not even going to think about offering like a promotion. And, and oh, no. <laughs> We're just going to offer pizza parties. So for someone who may be getting close to graduation and close to a full-time job, are there any key benefits that you feel like, especially if they're considering having children that they should look out for? Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, I graduated from college in 2008, which I know kind of dates me, but um, that was when the recession was happening and like nobody got a job. I I got a job as a hostess at a restaurant with a college degree. It was terrible. So I hope that that is not the case for you. Um, but yeah, so things that you should be looking for. I mean, exactly what I've been talking about. Like, look at that total comp package. Ask them about your health insurance, what health insurance benefits they offer. Ask them what their parental leave policy is. Sometimes this can be like a little weird because you're asking about a benefit that implies that you're either pregnant or considering starting a family soon. And so that might make you less of an appealing candidate. So maybe wait until after you get the job offer to ask for those kinds of things. Um, but you can like, if they offer really good benefits, they're going to want to use that as a recruiting tool. So they're yes. going to want to tell you about all of the amazing benefits they offer. And they're probably going to be on their website. So check out their career page and scan through it. Look at the blog posts that they have about explaining like what it's like to work at that company. If there are, you know, People of color that work there, like yes. what kind of diversity they offer. If it's just like a bunch of old white men on their board, like take that into consideration. Because Red flag. It, yeah. <laughs> if it's all old white men on their board and at the executive level, it might not be the most family friendly place <laughs> to work at because there's yeah. no women to tell them, hey, yo, we need to offer all of these benefits right? Um, that keep women in the workplace. So that, those are my biggest tips. Like check out the, the, um, career page, like scan through it, like see what the company culture is like, see what they're bragging about and what they're not bragging about. Because if they're not mentioning it, it probably doesn't exist for itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That is great. I love that. Um, I wish I could go back and tell myself those things. Cause like I said, nope, I didn't consider the benefits. I just kind of said, Oh, salary is good. Check. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, me too. My, my younger sister, she just did a career transition and she 
just went to nursing school. So she's graduating like mm-hmm. a lot of your listeners. And she had um, it, like several interviews at several different hospitals and she had a few different job offers. And I was like, well, ask them what their benefits are. Like find out before you say yes to the job, because once you say yes, you're you're locked in yeah. essentially for about a year. You don't want to job hop, especially in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So find out everything that you can after you've gotten that job offer and ask mm-hmm. all of those questions that are important to you. They can't, I mean, they could rescind your offer if you ask about the parental leave policy, but you've probably dodged a bullet. You don't want to work yeah. anyway. Also, I feel like at that point, it might be illegal for them to do that. Oh, 100% illegal. <laughs> like you have a lawsuit on your hands, but mm-hmm. you know what? It's probably <laughs> just not worth the stress to just move along and be like, that company sucks. I'm glad I don't work for them. Yeah. And now that you mentioned that, that's another mistake I made is I only applied to one place. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> so I... Funny enough, I went to a school that was directly in, I guess, affiliated is the word I'm looking for, with a healthcare system in the area. So I was at one of their locations for my very last semester of clinical. So I, it was the best um, clinical site that I had come across so far. I loved the, the direct management, the supervisor there. I loved the people that were there. It was really cool. They had a bunch of openings. So I said, I mean, I love it here. I'll go ahead and apply here. They've already seen me work. So that really played um, a huge role in me getting hired too, because they had already seen me work. They knew that I had a good work ethic, that I got along with the other team members and that I was, I could, you know, become a part of the team and the environment that they had there. So I, that was just my thought was like, oh, I'm in there. Like, this is going to be easy. I can just secure this job real quick. But, you know, I wasn't thinking about benefits and it didn't give me the opportunity to shop around for other positions and maybe see if there was something better that somebody else in the area could offer me. So I definitely feel like aside, um, alongside of asking benefits, you should definitely apply multiple places. <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes, that is very good <laughs> advice. I would say that as well. Like, I would definitely suggest applying to multiple places, learning about what your options are, just so you have options. But also, Madeline, what you did in that situation is you vetted them also, which mm-hmm. is so important to remember in the job searching process is they're interviewing you, but you are also interviewing them. Yes. Like you want to make sure that they are a good fit for you, not just that you're a good fit for them. Yes. You know what absolutely. I mean? I don't know if I said that right. Yes. But you know, <laughs> like you don't want to just take a job because somebody offers it to you. Yes. Like you don't just accept a marriage proposal because somebody proposes to you. You say yes. yes to the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. Yes. It's amazing with a job, even though it's not going to be for the rest of your life, probably like make sure that they are, they have values that align with yours. Mm-hmm. Their culture is a good fit for you. And you can find these things out like you did by doing an internship or um, Mm -hmm. like doing a round if you're in the healthcare field. But, but when you get to interview, you get to ask questions too and find out more about them to make sure they're actually a place that you want to be at because spent a lot of time working a lot of time. So like, make sure that it's a place that you want to be. Yes. 
And it's it's great when you get the opportunity to do clinical or internships because you can actually talk to the people that are there. And it's not like just the, oh, it's a one day interview. We all have to put on our happy faces and make them think that this is a great place. Like you can actually see uh, firsthand what it's like to work there, the good and the bad days. So um, I also think it's good to shop around for multiple positions because I think if one job offers you pay or benefit or something that the other job isn't, you can leverage that other exactly. offer if you really want the job that's not offering you as much exactly. to get them to negotiate and give you more. So there is just, I don't think there's any downside to looking no, there's not. multiple places. I mean, you just have to like spend more time interviewing, but like <laughs> interviewing and job searching is like a job in itself. But like yes. you were saying, like if you come up against two different jobs, you are offered both of them. They both are equally amazing, but one offers parental leave benefits. Like go with that one. Like yes. <laughs> instead of just never applying for that one in the first place and getting this really great job that doesn't offer parental leave. And maybe you have to leave before you have a kid because not very many of us can go 12 weeks or more because it really should be more without getting yes. a paycheck. <laughs> yes. <we> have <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are all good things to consider. Um, and so while we're on the topic of graduation and, you know, things that are going to happen shortly after graduation, there's also a similar experience that students and moms alike have, and that is an identity crisis. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, of course, I think graduating um, and going into the workforce is not as heavy as the identity crisis that moms have, but it is similar because your whole world is turned upside down. Everything you ever knew before is changed forever, unless you decide to go back to school and be a student for the rest of your life. But, you know, how are you going to make money that way, I guess? <laughs> so um, I think it's that's a hard thing to navigate to um, just the big change that is coming. And a lot of people don't even know what to expect or how to prepare. And do you find that you have a lot of first-time moms struggling with this and struggling to advocate for themselves because of that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I totally agree. Like when I graduated from college, I you're just like automatically supposed to be this like responsible person that pays your own bills and like everything else that comes with being an adult. And you're kind of like thrown to the wolves. And yeah. it's... <laughs> kind of the same thing when you have a kid, like either if you're fostering, adopting, or like you become a caregiver in any sort of way, or if you have a surrogate, like any way that you have a child come into your life, like it just, you are thrown to the wolves. Like there's, there are no manuals. You have no idea what you're doing and mm -hmm. you just kind of take it day by day. So I would encourage new graduates to remember that like you aren't, ex society might expect you to like know what you're doing the day you graduate from college, but you're still learning. Like we always are still learning. So give mm -hmm. yourself a little bit of grace because it's going to happen again. Like you're going to like be flipped upside down again <laughs> if you choose to have children and that identity crisis is going to happen all over again, but it's okay because it's like the best kind of flipping upside down. Like you yes. learn so much about yourself you um, learn like what's important to you and you learn about like what 
how to prioritize because when you work you don't have as much time to do all the things that you used to do when you were Mm -hmm. in college like I don't I know I I remember just like summertime or spring break like just laying out on my deck I I went (laughs) to school in Santa Barbara like going to the beach like now I can only do that like when (laughs) like I can bring my kids if I want to go you have to tell you it's not as relaxing you have to book out to have that time at yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so just remember like take it with you know day by day it's a learning experience and like you know it's gonna be okay yes and um the thing you said about you know society may expect you to have it figured out but I also feel like we place pressure on ourselves too. Like we are too hard on ourselves. Um, what a lot Same of with moms, moms, yes, a lot <laughs> yeah. of you know, a lot of moms tend to feel like I am not doing good. I suck as a mother. I can't do anything right. You know, there are tough days. I'm not a mom, but from what I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> um, that there are tough days and times where you feel like you are not doing anything right, and that is. The same with, um, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing after you graduate, because no path looks the same. No parent to child relationship looks the same. It's all different. Like you said, there's no handbook. There's no manual, no guide. You basically have to live life and (laughs) figure it out. Um, And that's where we come in because we kind of help out with some of those tough transitions. But Um, yeah, I think just giving ourselves grace. And I say that very much on my podcast, on my social media platforms to take a breath, relax, give yourself grace. You are right where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you're supposed to do and you're, you're on the right path. So, um, that is big for us to remember. And it's not always easy to remember because it's easy for us to get discouraged. I think, um, so yeah, that is definitely a struggle. 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> Does the transition from, I guess, not being a mother to being a mother, does that ever get better? Or do you feel mm-hmm. like, do you constantly wonder what is going on? What am I doing? <laughs> I feel like that is also something that differs from like parent to parent, mom to mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when, when you're pregnant and you have a newborn, there is nothing, nothing like that time period you are so tired. Um, and it feels never ending, but you quickly get out of that. And three months later, like your baby is like starting to like hold their head up a little bit and they're sleeping for more than two hours at a time. But then like, you have a baby that's walking and then you have a baby that's going to daycare and you have to pay for daycare and then they're terrible too. And they just are screaming about everything. And I can't speak for much beyond, you know, a four-year-old because that's where my oldest daughter is. (laughs) And she goes to TK, which is the grade before kindergarten in California. Uh... And it's so much easier in some ways and so much more challenging in mm-hmm. other ways. Like yesterday we had parent teacher conferences and her teacher 
was telling me that she, my daughter's really shy. And I'm like, yeah, she can be really shy, but at home she's like this like wild monster. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, she's definitely like one of my more quiet kiddos. And she will like, tell me like every 10 minutes, she'll like walk up to me in the middle of class and be like, I miss my mommy. Aww. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I have that kid. So like, that just like adds like a different layer of challenge, but I think it gets better and, you know, different challenging as yeah (laughs) yeah it just sounds like motherhood is just extremely challenging in general from many aspects um so I want to touch on the struggles that moms face while being a student and a lot of times while they're a student they're working too because um like you said going without that income for even 12 weeks as it could be a struggle um, so I think the time that it takes to get an education, they probably can't take the time off from work and use paid leave to be able to cover that. So I feel like a lot of times moms are having to balance home life, work life and school. So do you have any clients that have been trying to balance all of this before? And what do you feel like their biggest struggles are? Yeah, I mean, my heart goes out to the moms that are in school and working and trying to like manage their home life and be parents all at the same time. Like, it's hard to be a working mom that has a partner. It's hard to be a working mom that doesn't have a partner. It's hard to be Mm -hmm. a mom that's in school. And I don't know if I have like any specific advice other than like, like we keep on saying, like give yourself grace, but, um, I, I feel like this is not a situation that I have personally come in contact with. Cause I didn't have my kids until after I was out of school, but what I have advised other people to do and, and what I've seen other people do that have successfully, you know, gone through school while having kids is being as open with communication as possible with your professors and your school, I think is going to be key to your success. Um, I mean, I've heard these horror stories where like women are going through like midwifery programs and they're final won't get extended for them because they like went into labor the day before the final. And like, it's ridiculous some of you... the things that I've heard. <laughs> like it's a midwifery program. Like uh, I was gonna say you would think yeah. with that program specifically, they would be extra understanding. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of people that go through medical school when they're pregnant, because a lot of times you go through medical school in your twenties and your thirties when you're like in, women are in their childbearing years. And just being open with your professors and your colleagues and saying like, okay, this is my due date. This is when I, you know, might come into some challenges because I won't be able to be at class or at my rounds and try to find a solution ahead of time instead of just like hoping that everything is going to just like brush itself underneath the rug. Like a baby's coming yeah, and there's not much you can do about it. So, (laughs) uh, try and do, and plan as much as you can ahead of time and talk to your professor. Like if you're late because your kid like refused to get into their car seat, like talk to them after class. Don't just, yeah. don't just like go to class and, you know, 
be disappointed and like lose points on your test or whatever, or, you know, I got docked points in college. Yeah. I was late to class sometimes talk to your professor or like, let them know that you are going through this like super challenging thing in your life. And they hopefully will have some empathy for you. Yes. And if they don't, you can tank their rate, my professor rating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And go to the dean of that department. Like, go above them. Like, if they're not providing you the resources and respect and empathy that you feel like you deserve, find it somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important. I have experience having to communicate a different set of needs to my professors because when I was in college, I was dealing with chronic illness and I needed accommodations for me to be able to perform just as well as my classmates. So I, you know, they offer accommodations for things like that. So, you know, as long as you communicate, hopefully, you know, most everybody seems to have a heart and uh, understand what you're going through, even if they can't understand it personally. But yeah, yeah, if they don't, then you can always do something about it. And they have those end of semester uh, reviews, I think, that you can fill out and let them yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, let them know. <laughs> I also feel like I need to say this because we've been talking about, like, how challenging parenthood is. Mm-hmm. It is the most wonderful thing ever. Yes. <laughs> Being a mom, like, has made me a better person. I love my kids. I think, like... My life would not be as full without them. And if you are a student and a mom, you can effing do this. Like moms can do anything. Like, yes, it does not matter who is sick. If there's no money left, what the weather is like, moms will make it happen. And you can do this. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard, but you will make it out to the other side. Yes. And it's only temporary. Exactly. Yes. That is, yes. That is something I have to remind myself sometimes, What whatever situation it may be. I'm like, you know what? This is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives me a little bit of strength to keep pushing. But yeah. for moms in school, that may not be as effective. <laughs> yeah. You just got to keep going. <laughs> Eventually your kid goes to kindergarten and it's amazing. <laughs> Um, So something that I know moms can struggle with in general, but also being a student is time management. So do you have any tips on time management? It could be for moms or just students in general, because I think students also struggle with time management and they can be similar in those ways. (laughs) Yeah, uh, man, Uh, there should be books written about this. I'm sure there are, (laughs) but um, I think. I mean, going back to giving yourself grace is very important. Um, Making time for yourself is also very important. You can't fill everybody else's cup if your cup isn't full. Like you can't give to your, you can't give to school. You can't give to your work. You can't give to your kids if you don't have anything left in you to give. Um, And I know that can feel like an impossible task, especially if you're a single mom going through school, but like, maybe it's after you put your baby to sleep and you have to go start your homework. Like maybe you just give yourself five minutes to just like lay in bed with your eyes closed and like, think about like some of the positive things that happened for you during that day to like, give yourself just that like little bit of oomph to be like, this is worth it. And I'm going to like, I'm going to get through this. Um, 
And if you have a supportive partner, like lean on them. Like you, you are a super mom, but you don't have to do everything. Yes. Um, ask your partner for help. Like it's, it is okay to ask for help. Ask, ask your teachers for help. Ask your parents for help. Like it's okay to ask for help, especially if you're already giving everything you've got, like people want to help you. Like people that are in your circle and care for you, like they don't want you to struggle on your own. They want you to ask Mm -hmm. for help. And that's only going to strengthen your relationships with those people Mm -hmm. as well. So like, I don't know if this is like time management or just like learning how to balance it all, but ask for help, give yourself grace, fill your cup, like whatever it is. Sometimes you're going to have to spend money, even when you feel like you don't have any money to spend on those things, but Mm -hmm. like maybe going out on a date with your partner and and spending the money on a babysitter once every other month is worth it because it's going to just make you so much happier and make you a better mom, a better partner, a better student, but rather than just being like, Oh, we can't spend an extra $40 on a daycare or maybe like, there's so many other options. Like, even if you can't, if you really can't afford it, like ask for, ask a friend to watch your kid while they're sleeping for a couple hours. Like I, I I have a feeling they'll say yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I was actually talking to my friend um, about this and she's a mom and her son is five and she works from home, but is also in school. And so I was kind of asking her, like, what do you feel like you struggle with the most? And she said, finding time for myself, mm-hmm. but then feeling guilty that I'm spending mm-hmm. time on myself. Yeah. So I have heard that the mom guilt is very, very strong and hard to deal with. So, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a challenge because you want to time manage and make time for the things that are going to fill your cup. But then at the same time, in the back of your mind, you may feel like, oh, well, that 30 minutes I was going to take to go for a walk could be 30 minutes that I could have spent like investing in my child and spending time with them. So is there, does that get easier? Is there a way to navigate that? (laughs) I'm shaking my head. No, (laughs) no. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the Instagram posts and the memes that are like society expects us to work. Like we don't have kids and parent, like we don't have jobs. And that's, that's society's just MO right now. And I mean, Part of what I do at the park is trying to break down that. So that's not the expectation anymore. I'm trying to do everything that I can to infiltrate corporate America with parents and family friendly policies so that like we all do better when we integrate our lives and we're not living in silos. Mm -hmm. So I think that like that might be the how it is right now, but I hope it's not how it is forever because the guilt is real. When I'm working, I feel like I should be with my kid. When I'm with my kid, I feel like I should be working. Like yeah. it's 1240 in California right now. My daughter has short days all this week. So my older daughter is home from school right now. I can hear her playing in the other room. 
<laughs> and I'm working because yeah, this is, this is important to me. Working fills my cup and makes me feel like, like a person, like it, it just makes me feel valued and I, I'm not going to give that up, but later I'm going to go play with my daughter. I mean, yeah. she's going to be like, mommy, play dollhouse with me. And I'm going to be like, okay, <laughs> but I'll do it. <laughs> yes. And I think it definitely goes back to, you know, just um, don't be so hard on yourself. You can't yeah. do it all. Um, yeah. That is something important for us to remember. So do you have anything else to say for the moms that may need a little extra support through the schooling and graduation process? So the, the, I feel like I'm a broken record, but like, <laughs> remember to give yourself grace, remember to communicate. And then the most important thing is advocate for yourself. Yes. Do your research, know your rights, know what you are legally entitled to ask for things that you might not even be legally entitled to, but if it's going to make your life better and it's going to not affect who you like your work output or your school output, like ask for accommodations advocate for yourself because no one else is going to advocate for you. I'm actually hosting a webinar about how to advocate for better family friendly rights at your workplace tomorrow, yes. but you can also do that at school just yeah. by asking. The only reason why schools and workplaces have a lot of the policies and benefits that they offer is because somebody asked. So you don't have to make yourself a martyr, but you can advocate for yourself and get the things that you need to make you be a better worker, a better student and a better mom. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like you have brought so much value to my <laughs> podcast today. Um, so I always wrap it up with this question with all of my guests. What did you want to be when you grew up and how does that compare to what you do today? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I thought this was going to be like a really hard question to answer. I was like, oh God, we didn't prepare for this one. No, it's, uh, on, it's on brand with the we grew up now. What? Yes, I love it. Um, okay, well, what I wanted to be when I was younger, um, first, I wanted to be a figure skater. I wanted to be an ice oh. skater. Um, Nancy Kerrigan was the ice skater of my generation, which probably none of your listeners even know who that is. Um <laughs> And then I wanted to work at McDonald's. I was oh, re really into McDonald's. I went, I, I went through a McDonald's phase. I yeah. had the whole like play dress up outfit and I thought it was so cool. And I would put on the McDonald's visor and have the walkie talkie and go into McDonald's dressed as a McDonald's worker. Oh my gosh. That's because so I thought funny. it was that cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it is pretty cool. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I hope, I don't think the McDonald's phase for me lasted very long, but also when I was a kid, you could have your birthday party at McDonald's and I definitely oh, yeah. had a few birthday parties yes. at McDonald's. Um, and then when I was in high school, I really wanted to be a news anchor. I was like, mm. well, I really wanted to, you know, be a talking head on, on TV and, you know, be a journalist. And I went to school, I got my degree in English and I, you know, I did a lot of communications work. But um, when I graduated, I did an internship at NBC and I had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to get to work on time. And after I did that, I was yeah. like, nope, not, not for me. Yeah, I have actually seen the news anchors on TikTok that do like a, a day in my life and they're getting up at like two and three a.m. So, yeah, 
I was like, wow, you got to really want that. Cause that is you not for do. me. <laughs> no, not for me either. So no, I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone could have ever guessed that I'd be a parental leave expert when I was, you yeah. know, 10 years old. That doesn't, it doesn't even exist now. I totally made it up, but yeah. But that, so hey, that's say, entrepreneurship for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no one could have guessed. There's no, I couldn't have even guessed three years ago that this is what I was going yeah. to do. Well, same here. And I, it's funny. Um, I never knew that you could just, anybody could be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I thought you had to have like, you had to be business savvy. You had to have a special complex idea. I didn't realize that we could all just start our own business and be successful in it as long as we believed in ourselves. So yeah, um, it's another situation where you're thrown to the wolves and you just kind of figure <laughs> it out day by day. Yes, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> so how can the listeners find you and how can they work with you? Yeah, so the best way to find me is either on TikTok, which I bet a lot of your listeners are on TikTok. That was yes. a new thing for me. Um, and Instagram. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Park Consult. Consulting. I post videos almost every day, um, tips on how to navigate maternity leave and how to maximize your benefits and just the whole process of like being a person that has a child at work. Um, so follow me there for lots and lots of t- like tips every day. I'm also on LinkedIn, the part consulting. And you can email me if you have any specific questions or if you just are concerned about something or if you're looking at your first job and you have a question about their benefits, like feel free to email me. Um, my email is Lindsay L I N Z a Y <laughs> at the park And I, I also have my website, the Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm excited to put this episode out here. I know that so many people can benefit from this, even if they're not going to be moms, just, you know, looking out for the benefits and looking at multiple jobs and giving themselves grace. I think that's the theme today. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.